Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Maybe see that there's nothing better than you, Lord. You know, we 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 know that preachers uh, in the world that don't have the truth they preach a lie. But if not careful as apostolics, we can sing a lie. We can sing these words with our lips, but we're still 12 inches from our heart. Can you honestly say there's nothing better than Him in your life? Can you honestly speak that kind of a truth? Amen. And that's what's so important in this day that we're living in. I want to be a blessing. This is my uh, last service uh, until we come back. But uh, I want to thank my family for everything they did for us while we were here. And uh, getting to see the grandkids. JoJo's getting so tall. And uh, Ray Ray just as beautiful ever. School picture. She looks like she's like four or five years older than she is. Kind of gets scary. And, uh, but everybody here has been so kind to us. And I want you to know that God sees that. But it's more than just what we do for each other. It's what we do for others. Amen. Outside the walls of this church. You'll all stand with me. We're going to go to Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3 and then Psalms 81.10. Short scriptures. But I want you to stand if you're able. And uh, again, I want to thank Pastor for having us and Truly, he is a man of God. And uh, I've never, never in my life, I can honestly say out of all the preachers I've met, I'm not just saying that because I'm standing in his pulpit, but uh, I've never seen anybody outwork him. Even on the mission field, I've never seen anybody outwork him with what he's trying to do to raise up two campuses, two churches. And that's why you've got to understand, you've got to let this be ingrained in you that you have to be the friendliest and most exciting church. That has to bleed out of every one of y'all into the people that come to visit this church. They need to feel that. They need to see that. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee. That's pretty simple. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I know that we have a lot. When you're about 17, 18, you know everything. 16, let's go 16 to 18. You know everything, amen. But God says, Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And then Psalms 81.10. Go to Psalms 81.10. I'll give you time to get there. I know they're putting it up there. Psalms 81.10. Notice what Psalms 81.10 says. Hallelujah. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. So he's telling them, in Psalms, it says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And now notice what he tells them. Notice what he's saying in his book of Psalms. I am the God that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Now he's telling them, open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Amen? And God wants us to understand that. And so I want to preach today concerning the topic, God is great, God is good, so pray big. Amen. Pray big. You may be seated. Somebody needs to learn how to open their mouth wide so God can fill it. Amen. 
Sometimes our prayers go unanswered because we don't believe that they can really be answered. We just kind of go through that Pentecostal repetition of trying to make God think that we're concerned, but we don't fast, we don't pray, we don't push a plate away, but we just go ahead and go through the motions and we expect God to do it all. But it's telling us here that he said in Jeremiah 33, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. That's what I love about my God. He's always showing me things that I don't know anything about. He goes, he takes me to places, the churches that I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening in the church and pastor didn't fill me in on anything. And, and sometimes God just, when I, I go there, he gives me great and mighty things, things that I don't know. So he prepares a message for a church so that you can receive it, so that you can be like Psalms 81. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. God wants you to get to the place where you're willing to open your mouth wide, amen? Not just come mumble a little now and lay me down to sleep prayer at church. Not just come around and mumble a little bit. But he wants you to open your mouth wide because if you do, he's going to fill it. You need to pray big, amen? Everybody say pray big. God's not only able to answer prayer, but God is willing to answer our prayers. That's what you got to understand. Oh, we hear about all the things that happen overseas, and Ryan has seen a lot of miracles overseas. He's seen blind eyes open, cripples walk. He's seen all kinds of different kinds of miracles, but I'm here to tell you that God is willing to answer our prayers. Amen? you got to be able to believe that with all your heart. We miss out on when we pray small. When we just come up and pray small, we miss out on what God has for us as a church, amen? This church ought to be praying big. You hear what I'm talking about? You ought to say, God, every one of these chairs are going to be filled up within the next few months. We're going to fill these. What are you doing? I'm praying big. I'm opening my mouth wide so that God can fill it. Woo! Somebody shout praise the Lord. We need to believe again. Uh, you're the light of the world, the city that's set on the hill, and it can't be hid. We need uh, to, to understand that the light, we need to light a candle is what we need to do. Some of us will let our candle blow out, and we need to light a candle in the night and let it shine in somebody else's life. We need to start preparing ourselves for what God's going to do. There's darkness that is creeping in on us. There's darkness in this world that's creeping in. Men and seducers are waxing, waxing worse and worse. But God said, I've got, I, I can handle that. All I need is somebody to open their mouth wide and call on my name, uh, and I will fill it, and I'll give light in a dark place. Amen. People you thought would never come to God are going to come to God if you learn how to trust God and open your mouth wide so that he can fill it. It, amen. He said he'll give you treasures that you don't even know. He'll give you things you don't even have any knowledge of. You think they can't come to God? I'm telling you, if you open your mouth wide and you learn how to pray big, my God can do anything. You have to believe again because you're the light of the world. You have the truth and you know his name, so pray big. You know his name? Pray big. Amen. There's a gaping hole in our society with unmourned loss. There's people that are hurting. There's people that have never been able to cry out about the situation they're going in. They just carry that bitterness. They carry that heaviness. They carry that shame that Sister Abram was talking about. This guy's 50-something years old, been in the world his whole life, alcoholic, drug addict, and it was that shame that was keeping him back. But when he finally came to the place where the church began to open their mouth wide and said, we need revival, we need souls in this place, God began to deal with sinners, and we opened our mouth wide, and nobody would ever thought this guy would have came in, but he 
came in and he said, I'm ready. I need the Holy Ghost. I want to get baptized. And he's still living for God to this day. And Bible study with us every Friday that we're there. Don't tell me God can't give you things you don't know anything about. Amen. His harvest is plenteous. Amen. There's a gaping hole. That's that unmourned loss. It's causing strife. It's causing hatred, violence, despair, suicide, war. Look at the world that we're living in. You better know the time that you're living in. Amen. You better take a good look at what's going on in this world that we're a part of. They have divided America. They're trying to divide each other. And the Bible said in the last day there'll be mom uh, hating their children and children hating their parents. And it says all this is going to take place. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Uh-oh. And I'm here to tell you, friend, that you're living in the dark ages. You're living in the dark ages. The only thing that can change it is the church because the church has the light. Amen? Our nation has suffered a soul injury, and we need to help heal the soul injury of our nation, of our community, and of our church family. We can do this together. You can't do it separately. You've got to do it together. You've got to do it in unity. Like Sister Aver said, one can send a thousand to flight, but two can send... 10,000. Because in unity, God gives you more power than you've ever had before. It's working with each other. And God's going to show this church that I've got things that you don't even, can't even dream of. I've got things you don't know anything about. I'm already working on this guy. I'm working on this family. I'm working on this. If you'll just stop and, and open your mouth wide, God said, I will fill it. Man, you got to learn how to open your mouth wide. You need to learn how to, you know, when a little bird is born, uh, uh, Sister I've got pictures of some eagles that uh, we have eagles where we live. We can see the eagles right there uh, on the ranch that we live on and everything. And, and, and when those little uh, eaglets are born, they, they, uh, when they, mom's feeding them, they're open their mouth wide, man. They got their mouth wide open as they can. And that's what you got to do. You got to come to church wanting something from God. You got to open your mouth wide. You got to say, God, fill that with the word of God. Fill that with the power of God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people which are called by my name. Now, know, Mr. Abraham, go ahead. If my people which are called by my name. If my people which are called by my name. And if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you're called by his name. Mm -hmm. Shall humble themselves. Now, here's the hard part. Shall humble themselves. Pride is a big factor in a lot of our lives. The reason we can't open our mouth wide is because we're too prideful. We have too much pride. We don't want to go up front because somebody's going to think we're weak. But Paul said, no, no, you're weak when you can't come up front and open your mouth wide and let God do something in you, yeah. and you will receive strength at that moment, amen. Yeah. It's easy to sit back on the pew and never come to an altar. I could be a drug addict today. I could leave here and go somewhere in, in, in Woodland, and I could find pot. I could find drugs. I could, do, I could live any way I want to, amen. It's easy to live that way, but you've got to get a, a backbone if you're going to live for God in this last day because it's going to be a battle, amen. Man, you better put on the whole armor of God because the devil's coming and he's coming hard and he wants your family. He ain't going to get me, but he can try to get my family, amen. My little sister, she's been running from God, and I mean for a long time. But the other day she stepped out of her house and, and, and the step broke on her, on her steps and she broke her leg, a compound fracture, bone sticking out of her leg. They're doing surgeries and then she, she's over there and she's got a, uh, uh, she, she's in rehab in another city and they're going to have to do a couple more surgeries on her leg. And all of a sudden now God's got her attention. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't really thinking about her at the time. I prayed for her all the time. But yet God said, while you're busy doing other things, he said, you 
open your mouth wide and pray for your sister? Yes. He said, I'm going to show you some things that you don't understand. I don't understand why she had to go through that, but I know one thing. She's looking at God now. She's looking at something that can change her life. Boy, come on. Come on, church. All of a sudden, she's humble. <laughs> if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and what? And pray. And pray. So you got to pray. And do what? And seek my face. See, don't just pray, but seek his face in prayer. Mm -hmm. Open your mouth wide. If my people, it, it tells us, which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and what? And turn and from turn. their wicked they, ways. When you get in the military, they tell you about face. Now, about face ain't at ease. See, that's the problem. When you become Pentecostalized, you're at ease in the church. You're not standing at attention. You're not focused. You're at ease. But God said when a sinner comes and a backslider comes or a cold saint comes, mm -hmm. it says that he needs to make it about face. Yes. You need to start going in a different direction. You need to let God direct you in about face, man, turn you completely around. You're looking in the opposite direction, amen? amen. You see, that's what God's trying to tell us. We need to turn around from what we see right here and look at what's out Woo. there, amen? amen. You, need to, you need to turn around and see what God's trying to do outside yeah. the walls amen. of this church. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Praise and turn from their wicked ways. Now what happens? Then. Oh, wait, wait. What? Then. Then. Then what? Then will I hear from Sometimes heaven. Sometimes we say, well, how come our prayers aren't being answered? Because we're not seeking God with all our heart. We're calling on the name of the Lord, but we don't humble ourselves. And we don't pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. And then he says, he said, if you do that, he said, I will hear from heaven. Then will I hear from heaven. And forgive their sins and will heal their land. God said, you're going to have to get serious. You're going to have to understand, I'm a big God, amen. You have learned how to limit God to your little old finite life, but my God's infinite. There's no containing him. And God wants you to understand that you've got to quit limiting God in the world that you live in. Let's look at God's ability to answer prayer. Christian parents often teach their children a little prayer that goes like this. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. I learned that from a non-Christian family, but that was something that was said. And I think the reason that that prayer has been passed down from generation to generation is because not only is it easy to learn, but it's very good theology. Amen. God is great. Amen. You got to get to the place where you can stand up and say every day, my God's great. Amen. You got to quit thinking of him just God. My God's great. You hear me, church? You ought to come to this every day and say, my God's great. My God's great. My God's great. Psalms 48.1 says, Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. See, the Bible's full of examples for us to latch on to. God is great. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. And greatly to praise. Not to be praised. But greatly to be praised. Yes. I mean to get up and walk around a little bit if you have to. Amen. Mm -hmm. I Amen. mean stand up, jump up and down, clap your hands, open your mouth wide because God's fixing to fill it. Because yes. he's a great God. Yes, he is. And if he's a great God, he ought to greatly be praised. Amen. In the city of our God. Where? To be in, praised where? In the city of our God. In the city of our God. Man, in, when I walk into Walmart, I praise God, man. I'm praising God. I don't care. I'm praising God. It's his city. It don't belong to the devil. 
God's the one that's in control of this. When he put a church here, he said, you've got the authority. The devil don't have the authority. You do. But we don't open our mouth wide. We don't greatly pray and exalt him and praise him. We become Pentecostalized. It's become a religion. People always ask me what religion are you? I say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't belong in religion. I'll tell you what happened to me. Then I'll let them know. I said, this is where I worship. It's not a religion. You understand what I'm saying? It's an experience with God. Being in relationship with God. Notice Psalms. Uh, oh, he says, uh, be praised in his city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. Man, we need, to, we need to pray. He's holy. We need to lift holy hands. Amen. He's holy. We need to be careful how we approach him because he's holy. And because he's holy, these other attributes trickle down to us. Amen. God is love and God is everything because he's holy. And that's all he can do with us if we open our mouth wide and allow him to fill it. Amen. Psalms 86.10 says, For thou art great. Oh, for thou art what? Thou art great. Right. And doest wondrous things. And doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Thou art God. He does wondrous things. I don't know how he healed me of cancer, but he did. Amen. I don't know how he kept me from being killed in that crash, that head-on crash I had, but he did. You hear what I'm talking about? I don't understand how God can do things, but he does, and he shows me marvelous things that I don't know anything about. Amen. And But when I praise him and I lift my voice and open my mouth wide, God is able to touch people. God's able to change situations. When God, I, I feel like God's given me a spirit that has enabled me to understand how great he really is. He's great. You got, he's great. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Tom Brady's a goat. He, he might be a goat, but I know who, who's the greatest. Uh, I know who the greatest is, and he don't play ball. You understand what I'm saying? I know who the greatest is. He don't play a guitar and swing his hips called the king. Amen. I know who's great. It's my God is great. And because he's great, he deserves all the honor. Somebody say praise the Lord. Thou art God alone, man. He's God alone. Man, it's easy to be a Christian. Man, there's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's, that's easy, man. Even somebody dyslexic like me can figure that one out. One looks the same any way you look at it. Amen. Notice Psalms 94, uh, excuse me, 96.4. Psalms 96.4. For the Lord is great. There it is again. The Lord is great. And greatly to be praised. And great. Now, I like the way it says he's got to greatly be praised. Ask yourself today, when you came in, we began to worship. Did you praise him or did you greatly praise him? <laughs> yeah. Amen. See, everybody lift up your right hand. I've probably done this here before. Lift up your right hand. Everybody, come on. Squeeze it as tight as you can. All right? Now squeeze it tighter. Every one of y'all could squeeze it tighter. Am I right? So that's just like coming to church, you praise God, and you think, man, I'm really praising God, but you got to give that little bit more to praise Him greatly. You see what I'm saying? You thought you had your hand as tight as you could, but when somebody pushed you a little further, you squeezed a little harder. I'm here to tell you that this is the friendliest and most exciting church in town, and when they come, they ought to hear somebody praising God greatly. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, church. Greatly praise him. Woo! 
My, 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 my. Greatly praise him. Amen. Amen. God is so good to us. Uh, for great is his, uh, is thy mercy. Notice, for great is the Lord, uh, is great and greatly to be praised. He is the, to be feared above all gods. Any God that you drag in here, and a God is anything that comes between you and him. A God is anything that comes between you and him. It can be anything. Anything that takes away, um, takes more time uh, for your pleasure than it is to worship God, that's a God. That's an idol. Amen? And so that's what he's saying there. So Psalms 94, 6 says, For the Lord is great, greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods because God is almighty. God is omnipotent. That means, man, God knows everything. He's omniscient. He's all-powerful. Omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Omniscient. He knows everything. And God is able to do anything He chooses to do. You understand me? That's why I want to serve God with all my heart. Because He can do whatever He wants to do. And I know that when something happens to me, it was ordained by God. I know that He's the one that set it in motion. And if He set it in motion, something good is about to happen. Amen? Something good is about to happen. If you're going through something, greatly praise him and open your mouth wide because something good is about to happen. Woo! But not only is he great, that little, that little prayer says he is good. That means that he not only does God, uh, that not only does God have the power to answer prayers, he also is very willing to answer our prayers. Say our prayers. We need to quit saying, oh, God answers prayers. Does he answer your prayers? And if he answers your prayers, you know that you're worshiping him greatly. Uh, oh, but Brother Abraham, I've been praying about this, but have you been worshiping him greatly? Have you been really greatly praising him? Or have you just got involved in church and come to church because you don't want to go to hell? Man, hell is not an issue. I want to get to heaven. I want to see him face to face. Amen. Everybody's like, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask you. You ain't going to ask him anything. When you see him, you're going to fall on your face like you're dead. Amen? Man, you're going to worship him throughout eternity. You might as well go practice now. Greatly, greatly worship him. Greatly praise him. Amen? He's willing to answer our prayers. In fact, God delights in answering the prayers of his children. See, we've gotten so far away from God. We want preachers to get up there and scratch our itching ears and say something profound that we've never heard before. And we go, oh, that's Oh, I felt my heart skip a beat. Oh, that blew my mind. Well, if it did, it blew Christ's mind because you're supposed to have the mind of Christ. Amen. God's talking to us today. God's trying to encourage you to understand God delights in answering the prayers of his children. I'll even go a step further. Not only does God delight in answering our prayers, but he really delights in answering our big prayers for, for big things. Amen. See, God doesn't just like answering your prayers. He wants to answer Big prayers for big things, amen? That's how big he is. He wants you to come to the place that you understand that you need to start praying big, amen? You need to start praying big. You got a problem on your job? Pray big. Don't talk about it. Pray big. And greatly praise him. And my God can work out any situation, amen? Somebody shout praise the Lord. The creation of the world proves God's power. He's able, and he is willing to answer big prayers for very big things. 
That's why this message on the threshold of our future from the rest of 2023 and beyond will deliver results if we can grasp what God wants to teach us this morning. And that's for us to pray big. Amen. I know, I know that some of the best days in the history of this church and this family is ahead of us. Amen. Don't you dare think the best days are behind you. I don't look behind. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. In Christ Jesus our Lord. What's back there is back there. Don't let the past be present. Everything in the past, let it die. Let it die. And open your mouth wide and pray big. Man, quit trying to save the past. Quit letting the past keep you from praying big. Quit letting the past jump on your back and weigh you down. The Bible says, Solomon said, as the tree falls to the north or the south, there it lays. So there it lays. Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, I didn't want to fall to the north. So you run over there and you try to pick the tree up. And you, uh, uh, uh. No, nobody does that. Because where the tree falls, that's where it lays. Amen? You hear what I'm talking about? And that's what God's trying to tell you, that whatever fell behind you, there it lays. Leave it alone. Don't try to move it. Don't try to make it better. Let it go. Give it to God. He knows it's there. And I'm not going to worry about what's back there because I'm not going to let the past be present and hinder me from worshiping and praising Him greatly. Amen? Because God deserves my best. Oh. Man, I wish you'd really grab that because some of y'all are carrying a lot of baggage around. Some of y'all are allowing things in your past to be present because that's just the way life is. Sometimes you make mistakes in life and it seems like it just lingers and lingers and lingers. Well, it can come to you, but just don't let it attach itself to you and pray big, open your mouth wide and ask God to help you through that situation, amen? Because it does not have to attach itself to you. It does not have to cripple you. It does not have to pull you down. You don't have to walk around like a weeping willow tree or a bulrush, amen. What you need to do, friend, is you need to get up on your feet and you need to learn how to open your eyes wide and you need to learn how to praise him greatly and say, God, what's ever back there, I'm going to leave it back there. But God, I want to know what you've got for me going forward. I'm going to lean forward because if I lean forward, I'm going forward. Somebody say praise the Lord. Man, our failure to ask big is the problem. That's the problem. Our failure to ask big. That's why we have all these situations. That's why we have all this drama is because we fail to ask big. We fail to ask big. It is in the Bible too. They had drama in the Bible. But every time somebody prayed big, God answered. David used to say, oh, if I had the wings of a dove, I'd fly away and be at rest. That's what it says in the scripture. I think it's Psalm 65. Oh, if I had the wings of a dove. Boy, well, you think that's pretty cool because if you was looking out a window and you saw this predator coming up on that dove and he was about to get that dove and that dove, dove with one swift swoop of those little curly white feathers just picks itself up and flies and glides away. And that's probably what David saw when he wrote that because he was running at the time. He was under, uh, he was under fire at the time. And so he picked this, that little dove and he saw it go and he saw the blue sky and the sun glistening off the wings and he saw the predator up there and he said, oh, 
If I had the wings of a dove, I'd fly away and be at rest. Oh, if I had the wings of the dove. Oh, God, if you'd only help me. That's not praying big. Because that dove is a very weak bird. And it has to lay it again. And there'll be another predator. That's why you keep going through the same thing. You keep running from the problem instead of praying big and opening your mouth wide. And the thing happens again. You keep running from it. And you got to keep You can never really stop and stand still and see the salvation of God because you're too busy running from something that's behind you that God said, you don't have to worry about. Amen? And then after that, God said, I'll show you what I'm going to do. And God began to deal with him. And he said, oh, he said, God, uh, let me come to uh, be under the wing, thy wings, O oh Lord. Let me get under your wings. After that, every chapter says, oh, God, calamity is coming upon me. Problems. He said, oh, Lord, let me come to the shadow of thy wings. Put your wings around me. And he said, I'll find rest. I'm here to tell you, every time after that, he asked to be put under the wings of God. You hear what I'm talking about? He learned how to pray big. He had his 51st Psalms, uh, and he was able to say, God created me a clean heart, renew a heal opened his mouth wide there were problems there were sin in his life but he said oh God created me a clean heart renew a right spirit Lord Woo! man when you learn how to pray big there's nothing my God can't do there's not a situation he can't change on the job in the marriage in the city whatever's going on if the children my God's able to change it Man, we got to come to the place that the Lord, there's one guy. Here's our problem. This is where most of us are at. Uh, I read this story about a man who was praying to God about some serious problems he was having. And he, he prayed, Lord, it seems like I've been asking an awful lot, a lot here. I know you, you think I'm asking you an awful lot. And, and I'm, I'm sorry that I'm bothering you, but if you'll hear me just this one time, I'll never ask anything again. Some of y'all have probably said the same thing when you were in such dire, deep despair. God, if you'll just answer this, Lord, I won't bother you anymore. If you'll just answer. And, and, and what's sad is, is uh, uh, that's so ridiculous thinking that somehow or some way we can exhaust the infinite supply and the infinite ability of God. You don't put God out when you open your mouth wide. You put God out when you don't open your mouth at all. Or if you just open it small and mumble to him, and he don't want you to mumble. He wants you to declare his greatness. He wants you to declare his glory. He wants you to declare his position that he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent, amen. My God's able to do anything. And that's what he's asking us. And quit praying those kind of prayers. You cannot exhaust God's benefits that he has for the child of God, amen. Matthew 13, 58 says, and he, Jesus, did not do many miracles there because of the lack of faith. So in Nazareth, this hometown, he couldn't do many miracles because of the lack of faith. And I'm here to tell you that the only reason miracles aren't done is because we're not in one mind and one accord and we don't praise him greatly, amen. We don't trust him. We don't open our mouth wide enough. We need to start coming as a body and being in one mind and one accord and learn how to praise God with all our heart, our mind, our soul and watch and see what God can do at that moment, amen. Man, God's trying to talk to us, amen. He wants you to draw closer to him. He wants you to open up your mouth wide so that he can fill it, amen. Man, we miss out on many of God's mighty works because of their 
unbelief and their failure to pray big. God commands praying big. God's resume uh, proves it out. Let me show you something that is written in the book of Psalms, Psalms 81.10. I am the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. Which brought you up out of Egypt. I brought you up, up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth. Open wide your mouth. And I will fill it. And I will fill it. So God said, I'll fill it. So this verse is like a resume that God is submitting to his followers because he wants the job of answering our prayers. You need to quit dragging along issues in your life and learn how to get a hold of God and stay there long enough and praise Him with your whole heart, worship Him mightily, praise Him greatly, and open your mouth wide because He wants to answer your prayers. Amen. Amen. And there were people that were bouncing on Jesus. Jesus was walking, in, and the Bible said they were thronging Him. They were thronging me. There was people surrounding Him. Bumping into him, and he was walking and bumping. But there was one woman. There was one woman that prayed big. There was one woman that said, "You know what? I've had this issue for twelve years, and I can't take it anymore." And so, while everybody else had issues, while everybody else had problems, and they thought Jesus was going to heal him because he'd been healing, and so they all get around him. If I can get close to Jesus, everything's going to be okay. If I get close to Jesus, he might call me out of the crowd and heal me. But there was one woman that said, "You know what? I'm sorry. I, I know I'm weak. I've been sick for." 12 12 years, but she got on her hands and knees and she pushed herself through that crowd. You know why? She was she was praying big. Uh, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, everything's going to be okay. And she started pushing through the crowd that were bumping into Jesus and she reached out and touched the hem of his garment and Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? i tell you who touched him. The one that prayed big. Not the one that just got in the atmosphere or close to God, but it was the one that pushed himself through the crowd and worshiped him and prayed greatly. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Somebody ought to shout praise the Lord. Man, somebody ought to shout hallelujah. It's time to pray big, church. God wants to bless this church with souls. When he said, I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt, he was saying, I brought you I brought all the plagues upon Egypt, and they didn't even touch you. That's how great I am. I opened the Red Sea in answer to Moses' prayers. That's how great I am. I brought you out between the piled-up waters of the Red Sea. He said, that's how great I am, amen. I fed you with manna from heaven into the wilderness when there was nothing else around. He said, that's how great I am. I gave you water from a rock. That's pretty great. I brought, a, uh, I brought you across the, the flooded Jordan River on dry land. That's, that's great. I caused the walls of Jericho to fall when you simply marched and shouted around there. That's the kind of powerful God I am. That's what he's telling us. You think about everything he's done in that word. And you think about what he's done in my life and other people's lives. You need to collect testimonies of people that praised greatly. Amen. You need to get a hold of something that's going to shake you to the very core and say, I know how great God is and because he's great I'm going to greatly praise him amen let's give the Lord a hand clap that's just a little bit a hint of the resources that, that God said I have that I want to shower on you I want something big done 
Just come to me. If you want something big done, go to Jesus. Is there something big that needs to be done in your life? Quit sitting there on a, on a chair and say, you know what? I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm going to press my way through all the carnality and everything else that's involved. I'm going to touch Jesus. Amen. I don't just want to be seen with Jesus. I want people to know that I've been touched by Jesus. Amen. He hasn't changed from the time of Moses. In fact, he wouldn't be reminding Israel and us of what he can do. If he didn't want to do it again, he would never have reminded us. Notice what it says. It is an incredible uh, statement. He said, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Another verse that relates to his promise from God is in James chapter 4, verse 2. Uh, you do not have because you do not ask God. You don't have. Oh, God, would you please help me? You have not because you haven't asked God. You haven't opened your mouth wide. You haven't worshipped Him and praised Him with all your heart. Greatly. Greatly. Again, I go back. Today, before this preaching started, how did you worship God? Did you just worship Him according to your Pentecostal experience? Did you worship Him greatly? Did you worship Him greatly? You were worshiping, were you expecting him to answer a prayer? Were you expecting, were you opening your mouth wide so that God could fill it? People are hurting and they need to see a church that knows how to open their mouth wide and let God fill the situation. And I'm here to tell you that, that we, we pray, we pray, but do we really pray greatly? I'm convinced as I read the scriptures that we would exercise our faith by asking for more, but God would exercise his power by giving us more if we'd do that. If we'd only ask for more, he would give us more. And uh, you know the scripture says don't ask amiss, because if you ask amiss, he ain't going to give you anything. But when you come to him, you're not, you're not looking at yourself, you're looking at him. You're glorifying him. And when you glorify him, you find out that what you need ain't important. But whatever need you do have, Open your mouth wide. He said, I'll fill it. Amen. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You don't know everything. Amen. And he said, if you'll just call on him, he said, I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. Things that you haven't even searched out yet. Things that you didn't even know was going to happen. He's going to show you what's going to happen. He's going to show you what he's going to do. You're, you know what? I'm going to bring somebody to you. And you just get ready to worship me greatly because you're going to make an impact in his life. Somebody's going to come up and ask you something about, about me. And you're going to greatly worship me and greatly pray and open your mouth wide. And you're going to see what I'm going to do in that soul. Man, they don't have to walk in shame. And if you're here today and you failed God and you know you failed God, you don't have to walk in shame. All you got to do is come to this altar today and open your mouth wide. And God said he's going to bless you. He's going to fill it. He's going he's to honor that. He's going to wash you. He's going to cleanse you. You don't have to walk around with shame. You don't have to walk around with guilt in your life because you stumbled and you fell. Friend, if you fall, fall forward. Make sure you fall forward because the Bible says you can get up seven times and knock the dust off. Amen. Because God said he's in control of the situation. Let me hurry, let me hurry. God was trying to teach Jeremiah to start praying some big prayers because the nation of Israel needed some big help. Now see, Jeremiah, 
he was in the midst of a big bad situation. So the nation of Israel was really distressed in despair. Think about that. Just put, just put yourself in Jeremiah's place and put America in Israel's place. Jerusalem had been under a siege for months. Famine and disease had taken their toll on the moral of the people of Jerusalem. Boy, we see that in America, don't we? We see that it's taking its toll on the moral of America. There's no more morals. They've taken away all morals. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, if one person says that they want to do this, it don't matter if it goes against uh, six billion other people. It's okay if you do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's no more morals. So that's what we're talking about here. So uh, notice, what, no, notice what was happening here. It was under siege. Famine and disease had taken their, their toll on the moral of the people of Jerusalem. Notice 2 Chronicles 7, 13 through 15. If I shut up heaven. He said, if I shut up heaven. That there be no rain. That there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. He said, if I tell the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. Or if I send pestilence among my people. If. My people, if my people, which are called by my name, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and forgive their land. But notice Amen. verse 15. Now my eyes shall be open. Uh oh, see, when you do that, God gives you a promise. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. You want to see revival? It's time to get a hold of yourself. Humble yourself and pray greatly. Come to church and expect something to happen. Don't just come and worship. Worship greatly. Don't just come and pray. Pray greatly because God said, Now mine eyes shall be open to your problem. Because your mouth is open wide. He said, I gotta feel it. <laughs> Woo! Somebody shout praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amos 8:11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread. Not a famine of bread. Nor a thirst for water. Nor a thirst of water. So now notice. God sends a famine. There's a famine in the land, but it's not a bread and water. Notice what he says. If the sin uh, famine, notice what it is. But it's of the hearing of the word of the Lord. So there is a famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord. In other words, there's not enough people telling people about the word of the Lord. There's not enough Jesus-only people talking about how Jesus can only save them. Amen. God is letting us know right there that there is a situation that's happened. There's a, there, there, there is a, a famine of the word of God, of the word of the Lord. But God said, I've got a church that will open their mouth wide and I will fill it. I will let them know that God is good and he's here and he's coming back. And I'm going to take you to the friendliest and most exciting church in town. I'm going to bring you to this place. And you're going to get the anointing of God. And God's going to change your situation. Yes. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Skip on down, Sister Abra. I don't have time for that. I need to close it up. Man, God, in the middle of the situation, Jeremiah gets filled with hope and courage. That's what I like about that he gets filled with hope and courage see when you come to church you come to church to greatly 
praise Him, to greatly worship Him, to greatly acknowledge Him. The Bible lets us know that, that God's going to do something special for you. He's going to give you something real, amen? So in the middle of the situation, Jeremiah gets filled with hope and courage. Look at Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God. Ah, Lord God. Behold, thou hast made the heaven You've and made the, the earth heavens and the earth by thy great power. By thy great power. And stretched out arms. And stretched out arms. And there is nothing too hard. Okay, now listen to this. There's nothing too hard for thee. For thee. Jeremiah, the only convert Jeremiah had was Daniel. Years later, Daniel was reading the writings of Jeremiah. He didn't have, he was doing all this on his own for all these years. And your pastor's been laboring and toiling for years. And they took Jeremiah and they threw him down in a, a, a dungeon, in a pit. And the Bible said that a eunuch, a servant, comes by and looks down and sees Jeremiah down there and he said, uh, oh, man of God, uh, let me help you out. Let me help you out of this situation. The Bible said he didn't just throw down a rope and put it around his arms and pull him out and rope burn him. If you've never been rope burned, you, you ain't never been roped before. My cousin used to rope us with a rope around the neck. Yeah, burn marks off. But the eunuch didn't do that. He went to the dispensary. And the Bible said he got a bunch of old cloths and, and, and rags. And he brought it back. And he threw them down. He dropped the rope. And he told the man of God, put these rags under your arms. Put these rags under your arms and I'll pull you out. You young men, you're Brother Wisnick's eunuch. You're the one that is supposed to help him when he Hard times hit church. You're the one that's supposed to make sure that you don't just, just yank him out of there and try to get him out on your own wheel. But you need to make sure that, oh, you know what I'm going to do? He's, he, he's having a hard time. I'm going to open up my mouth wide and let God feel it. Uh -uh, I'm going to pray big. I'm going I'm to pray big. I'm going to pray big for my pastor. I'm going to pray big for his family. I'm going to pray big for both campuses, not just my campus, but the other one. I'm going to pray big because I know my God's able to do it. Amen. God wants to touch our lives. Amen? So we got to understand that. In the word of the Lord came Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? Nope. There's nothing too hard for God. And that's what you got to understand. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for God. I said there's nothing too hard for God. Whatever you're thinking, there's nothing too hard for God. Whatever you've done, there's nothing too hard for God. What anybody said, there's nothing too hard for God. And you've got to keep getting that down in you, amen. So 33.3, here's where I'm closing. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In this context, God was saying, when everything is falling apart, uh, when everything is starting to unravel, when everything seems to be piling up on you, when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and when you do see the light, it's a train coming right at you, that's when God says, I'm here for a reason. That's when you need to open your mouth wide, uh, and you need, to, you need to make sure that you, you worship me with all your heart, amen? My, my, my. Greatly. Greatly worship you. Greatly. Just ask him for forgiveness. 
Turn away from your arrogance, your sin, and your pride. And when you do, uh, he said, I'll annihilate that problem. I had a lot of problems. See, when, when, Elijah, when Elijah was on Mount Carmel and uh, the prophets were there, they said, let the God answer. Who answers by fire, let him be God. You go ahead and y'all come meet this. this, this uh, when he brought him up there, he said, uh, Who's ever God answers by fire, let him be God. Now, they knew, because King Ahab was their king, and Jezebel was their queen, and they knew that God wanted the best sacrifice, that you couldn't just bring any old sacrifice. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So he knew that, uh, uh, they knew that, that Elijah couldn't just take any sacrifice because God wouldn't honor it. But in this case, uh, you know, those, those uh, idols and stuff, worshiper, idol worshippers and all those false prophets, they got the biggest, fattest calf you could find, man. And they brought it and put it on that altar. And they got the dancing and shouting and screaming and hollering and, and, and jumping up and down and cutting themselves, the Bible said. And they did this all day long. And their God never answered. Their God never answered it. And they had the best sacrifice. They, they left the old skinny cow for, for Elijah. If you've ever been to Guyana, ask my son Ryan about it. The cows are so uh, malnutritioned <laughs> that they walk in the middle of the road, you can see their ribs, and they're hoping a car hits them. <laughs> Put them out of their misery. That's how bad it is. And you better believe that they gave him the worst of the worst to offer to God. And Elijah, he just opened his mouth wide and prayed greatly. He took that old skinny cow. Can you imagine that skinny cow? He probably had to pull it. Because he didn't have any power to walk on his own. You go to them cows that are in those feed feed uh, lots, as soon as that feed's poor, they go running to the feed lot. Here, little sacrifice, skinny cow, sacrifice. He brings it and sets it up there, and God answers by fire. And everybody knew that his God was God because he opened his mouth wide, the Bible said. He said a 63-word prayer, that's all. And fire fell from heaven and consumed it. Not only consumed that, but consumed all the water that he had poured over it. Consumed the stones that was the altar that was built upon because God didn't want people to go back and worship that altar because it was God that, that did that. But Elijah opened his mouth without measure. He opened it wide. 63-word prayer. And God wiped out a whole nation of wicked idolaters. Wiped them out. Destroyed them. There's an idol in your life. Just go to the altar. The labor. And been where I need to be in God. You got skinny cow religion. Get that lead rope. When you got skinny cow religion, it's hard to go to church. Because you're tugging that skinny sacrifice. You got to drag it. That's hard going to church. You don't know the problems I have. It's so hard to labor. These problems I got are so just weighing me down. And man, you're just struggling to get to church because you got that skinny cow religion. 
You make excuses about everything. You make excuses why you can't get along with your wife, your husband. You make excuses why you just... And then you finally get that skinny cow to church. And by the time you get there, you're too exhausted to worship. You're too exhausted to lift your hands. And you leave church with that same skinny cow. Pick it back up. But God's looking for somebody today to open their mouth wide. Not only is God able, He's able to do, the Scripture says. Not only able to do, but He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Can somebody let go of that skinny cow today? Can somebody let go of the sacrifice you brought in here today? And when you come to this altar, you open your mouth wide and greatly, greatly worship Him and praise Him. It says that He's able to do exceedingly abundant above, above all that we ask or think. But not just immeasurably more than we ask or can imagine, but exceedingly more than all. Not some. Notice what he says. All. Not some. All. Not most. All. Not 99%. He says, but all that we could ask or imagine. What can you imagine God doing in your life? What, what can you imagine God doing in your family? What can you imagine God doing in this church right now? Thank you, Lord. Can you let go of that skinny cow religion? Can you let go of that sacrifice and say, God, I'm coming to this altar today and I'm going to open my mouth yes. wide and I'm going to greatly praise you. I'm going to greatly praise you. You know why? Because God has an answer for this church, but you got to get in it with all your heart. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody shout praise the Lord. God's telling you right now. God says open your mouth wide. And he said I will fill it. So pray that the rest of 2023 and 2024 will be a year that you break through these most difficult of all barriers. And remember God is great. God is good. So pray big. So pray big. Every head bowed, every eye closed, every head bowed. Come on. Are you willing to pray big? Because if you pray big, hearts are mended. Grace is extended. Miracles are in this place. A miracle could happen. A miracle could happen today in this place, right now, if you think big. If you think big and you come to this altar, what can you imagine God doing for you? What can you imagine God doing for this church? Oh, you know, Brother Abel, we had a church, but we didn't get it. Uh, you know what? I'm imagining something better than that church. I, 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 my faith ain't stopped. I, I'm going to open my mouth wide, and I'm going to greatly rejoice. I'm going to greatly praise Him, because I know my God's going to do that which is above measure. Amen? Do we really believe that God is great and God is good? What is it, church? What kind of sacrifice did you offer before the preacher? What kind of sacrifice did you offer before this? You need to come to this altar and just pray and ask God to give you a clear vision. 
And you know, you know, don't wait for somebody else to come to the altar. If God talked to you at all, you need to come to this altar and ask God to give you a clear vision of what you need to do. When's the last time you opened your mouth wide and asked God to do something that you thought was impossible? But God said it's not impossible. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to do something great, but you've got to be the one to step out. Here are come on, come on, you gotta step out. Be lifted high. Open your mouth wide. In this place. God said, I'll fill it. Ask God what you need. Lord, if you ask not a miss, he said he'll give it to you. No one Open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. Come on, church. Come on, church. In this place. In this place, right now. Let go of that skinny cow religion. Let go of that just mumbling of prayer. Let go of just coming to church sitting on the pew. How to worship God greatly. Learn how to pray greatly. Pray me. Pray me. God fill this church with sinners. God bring backsliders back. Pray big, church. Pray big. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.